You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is One Wedding and a Funeral. Joy and sorrow are sometimes so tightly wrapped together, it is hard to experience one without the other. Many years ago, the season of weddings was ramping up, and the great thing about weddings for me was not only the chance to celebrate the covenant being made between two people, to love and cherish one another for life, but often at weddings I was able to see friends and family that I didn't often see. It was May, and the wedding I was invited to was happening in another province, so that added to the delight in attending it. I knew it was going to be a fabulous wedding, as the bride was a dear friend who I had not only gotten to know on a missions trip, but who had come and lived in my home for several months before working at a local camp, allowing our friendship to grow deeper. The groom was not as well known to me, as so much of their relationship had taken place at camp. Also, since both he and the bride lived in different provinces than I did, our interactions, although brief, were always great ones. The day came to fly out to the wedding and I was so excited. Friends picked me up at the airport and took me to their home where I would stay. It was so good to see them and to get caught up in all the wedding prep in order to be ready for the big day when our dear friends would be saying, I do. The day of the wedding arrived and I could hardly contain my excitement and my joy. There we all were, a sea of friends and family from across the country, gathering to witness the ceremony of covenant and commitment between two dear people whom we loved. The music began and slowly the wedding party made their way to the front of the church. Then the music changed and it was time for the bride to come down the aisle. She was stunningly beautiful with her thick curly hair, gorgeous dress and flowers. It was fun to watch her fiancé smile with delight at her approaching him. Soon the ceremony was over, and now our friends were married. Time to celebrate their union at a reception. The reception hall was nicely decorated and could accommodate all of us in attendance. I remember the bride and groom beaming and enjoying some long, passionate kisses throughout the reception. It was heartwarming to see their deep love for one another. Then it was time for them to depart and head out on their honeymoon. As I headed back to friends for the night... We commented on what a great couple they were and how thrilled we were to have celebrated the day with them. The next day, I headed out of the city to go see my sister and brother-in-law in a town several hundred kilometers away. It was so lovely to spend a few days with my sister, brother-in-law, nephew, and niece. 
They were inquisitive about the wedding, and I loved telling them as many details as I could about the ceremony and the reception. One afternoon, after sharing a meal together, the phone at my sister's place rang. My nephew answered it and let me know that my dear friend Jay was calling to talk to me. Jay was a friend who lived in the city where the bride and room got married. He was a dear friend of the bride and a dear friend of mine. He also was the reason that the bride and I got to meet one another on the mission trip where our friendship began. I answered Jay's call and the first thing he asked me was if I was sitting down. I said no, but that I could be. He advised I should. Next, he asked if I was alone. I said yes, but family were close by. He advised that I would need them by the time the call was done. What was going on? Why was Jay asking such bizarre questions? Then Jay let me know that he had very sad news to give me and thought I should know as soon as possible. Then he gave me the news that the groom from the wedding we had just attended had been killed on the honeymoon. I did not respond. Jay asked if I was still there. I still did not respond. Again, Jay asked if I was there. Finally, I responded yes, but could not believe what he had just told me. Jay said he could hardly believe it himself, but that it was verified that the groom had been hit by lightning near to where the couple was staying on their honeymoon trip and had instantly been killed. As I began to sob, Jay tried to kindly console me. By then, my nephew heard my sobs and came to stand beside me, holding me close. Finally, I was able to speak, thanked Jay for calling, and said we would continue our conversation at another time, for I could no longer talk. Jay agreed and then offered to come and see me if I needed him to. I told him that my family was near and would be helpful in processing all I had just heard. As I hung up the phone, I fell into my nephew's arms and sobbed for quite some time. Three days of marriage were all my friends had together. Their honeymoon to a foreign country was now over, and my dear girlfriend was left alone to deal with the death of her husband. How could this be? How would my dear friend process all that had happened now that she was a widow and alone? My sobs were for her and the deep, deep loss she had just experienced. My sobs were that she was alone with no one she knew able to be with her. Then my sobs became mingled with prayers. The prayers were prayers of petition, prayers asking God to be her comfort, her peace, to give her the wisdom of what to do next, and that there would be kind people to accompany her. The next days were filled with many phone calls, a flurry of plans to stay longer in the city in case my friend could get home, and if there might be a funeral for her husband. The kindness of family, friends, and strangers were of great comfort during that time of waiting. Kindness of family to let me stay longer in their home. Kindness of friends to provide a place for me to stay in the city. Kindness of strangers who were able to get my ticket home changed to be an open-ended one with no date of return declared unheard of in the airline industry. These kindnesses were glimmers of God's care, and my prayer was that my friend was being given even more kindnesses in her incredible journey of grief and loss. Now it was time to head back to the city to attend the funeral. As several of us gathered at our friend's home the night before the funeral, 
I found myself in the kitchen together with a guy friend from home. We were discussing the events of the week and what grief looked like for each of us. I was angry in my grief and let him know that God and I were not getting along very well at this point. Then he said something profound that has stayed with me to this day. He said, Cheryl, now is the time to decide if you can take all you have learned about God and who he is, and then with faith make a bridge to all that we have just experienced. What do you mean? I asked angrily as I swept the kitchen floor for possibly the tenth time. He replied, This experience of loss and grief is one we cannot explain. And the question now is, can we take this experience of loss and grief and allow faith to be the bridge between this and who we know God to be from his word and also our life's experience? I could not answer him at the time, but thanked him for asking that great question. The funeral was surreal. The church was full of many of the same people that had been at the wedding the week before. We were just wearing different and darker clothing. The bridal party were now pallbearers. The minister from the wedding was now a minister at the funeral. And most difficult of all was to watch my friend, my beautiful friend, now walk down the aisle behind a coffin where her husband's body lay. If there ever was a time that the starkness of joy mixed with sorrow was evident, this funeral was it. Just one week after so much joy, laughter, and a hope-filled future for my friends was now a time of such anguish, sorrow, and grief for our dear friend and the loss of her husband. The instrumental Moon Over Birkenau, written by Steve Bell, seems fitting to pair with the thought of joy and sorrow being mingled together. I want to thank Steve Bell, a friend and former ministry colleague of mine, for allowing me to include it in this episode. Steve Bell is a Canadian songwriter, storyteller, and troubadour for our time.
A few months ago, when my dear friend and I connected about the possibility of sharing her story with all of you, we talked at length about how joy has returned to her in the life she now leads as a wife and mother of four children. However, we also spoke of how at times the sorrow of the loss she suffered many years ago still gets mingled in with the joy of life. I have a sense that this is true for us all, that our sorrows suffered get mingled among the many joys we experience. Jeremiah 31 is a book in the Bible where God is having a conversation with the people of Israel and then with Rachel, both who have suffered greatly. I hope verses 12b and 13 will be an encouragement to you, especially if you find yourself in a season of more sorrow than joy. Let me read the verses from the New Living Translation. Their life will be like a watered garden, and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy, and the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. May these promises give you hope. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Music